I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Man, I love being a turtle. <laughs> Welcome to your inner childhood idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood oh, and see if gold. they're any good. My name's DJ. Hi, DJ. I'm Damon. Da- I introduce myself to you. Like the Ninja Turtles, we were both named after famous painters. Uh, me being uh, DJ uh, Qualls, and and yeah. you being uh, Matt Damon. Nala. Damon Lindelhoff. Uh, just oh, famous. I liked mine better. Painters. What did you say? Matt Damon. Ah, I was very And then busy. I tried to add an Italian uh, thing uh, to the end of it. Despite, uh, despite several classes of Italian in college, I couldn't come up with a, an Italian-sounding ending, so. Io non capisco l'italiano. I don't understand Italian. <laughs> hey, everybody. So we were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, colon, The Secret of the Use. Oh, uh, the secret. Do you remember where you were when you found out The Secret of the Use? This is the book that uh, Oprah tried this is to. The book. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, well, Jonathan, yeah. Fra- she wanted it, but Jonathan Franzen, who wrote The Secret of the Ooze, wouldn't let her uh, put it in her book. Oh, okay. Classic Franzen move. So, okay. I'm excited for this one because we we haven't covered the IP of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a long while. <laughs> We haven't and- covered it enough, according to what you always say while slamming your shoe on a table. <laughs> We, it's one of my like most influential childhood things, like all of TMNT and all its iterations that happened, like all these movies, the cartoon, the action figures, the video games. I mean, when people ask me about you, I say I can describe DJ in three words, teenage, Mm -hmm. mutant, Uh and ninja. Uh We all know you're not a turtle, so that would be stupid to say. Um, I see. Yep, you got yep. a Donatello I have a, I have a statuary uh, here from your shrine. This is this came from I think Burger King. I don't know. My somebody gave it to me. Um, this is from a, a later iteration, but it's a, it's a Donatello for those of you who can't see, aka everyone. Uh, but this me. Is, this is a, a Donatello, and if and that's only seventy five percent cadmium, right? And he spins his yeah. bow when he yeah. when he does that. You push a little button, and it sounds like this. This is good. This is good. A, a good this is great. Straight up ASMR. <laughs> um, I don't hate it. I was a raff head as a kid, but I think I've yes. grown into a Donatello uh, stand. Yeah, same here. Because I let's all. I mean, we all know that Leonardo's a fucking nerd. Oh, fuck um, him. He's always like up in everyone's business. I thought I was raff. I now want to be Donatello, but I'm Leonardo. Um, that's, that's my life. We all Um, have the sad realization, uh, when you realize that you're not as cool and rude as you thought. Yeah. You're in fact, in fact, what was Leonardo? Did they even come up with a adjective for Leonardo? He's their leader, but he wasn't even their leader. He was, he was vice president. He was middle management of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm, I, and, and. My my line, you know, everybody has like a famous line from when they were kids, and mine was always "guys," so <laughs> kind of checks out. Guys, we have to wait for our our manager to come back, our our leader to come back. Guys, don't goof off all the teachers away. She I said, think I said adult though. I've realized that being rude is not cool. 
while it is not. doing machines is cool. Yeah. And also purple's more of a unique color. Like everyone loves red. Wasn't that big bow staff? They weren't using the knifey bits anyway on any of the sharp Yeah, objects. so you might as well just be gonking people on the heads yeah. with a piece of wood that you can also lean on. <laughs> or like a little tire when your knees are about to give out. Or pole vault if you need to. Yeah. Or yeah. reach that, just like reach maybe, the keys that you dropped down maybe, in the sewer maybe, grate. Maybe jimmy something if you need to. Yeah, oh, you can jimmy all over the place. No, yeah, you can be jimmy in left, right, and center. So what about this one specifically? Is this... Uh... Okay, so this one has... Um, they switched Aprils. They were like... Oh, yeah, they had to upgrade the Aprils. Uh, they, they got a, into contract negotiations, and they said, I don't think so. Um, I assume. I have no idea what happened. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, It got... did bother me as a kid. I am a continuity... To a fault, a continuity yeah. person, and so it bothered me that this woman, while probably matching more alongside what April is supposed to look like, according to the sort of lascivious drawings you, you've seen of her, this woman is much more traditionally beautiful. While the other one was also beautiful, she was like very 80s, like... But she's also like feisty and like... like she, she has much more, more of an feisty, attitude, yes. Which I like. She was yeah. much... I think she's much more charming in the, the yes. first one, at least based on my memories. I've only seen the first one for the show more recently. Also, like, can we, I don't know if we addressed this in our first one. Why the fuck? Is, they've decided April O'Neil is a reporter. Yeah. So she will constantly be wearing a, a yellow, yellow cargo jumpsuit? I mean, I think that's just, you know, Does reporters, in that <laughs> yeah. reporters in the 80s. Reporters in the 80s. I think we've all seen You remember Walter that. Cronkite when, uh, <laughs> when the Challenger exploded and he was wearing that yellow jumpsuit? Oh, well, she wasn't even like a Anderson Cooper-style adventure reporter where she was like no, in she was a hurricane 24-7. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I mean, I do know it's that it's easy to animate and they just wanted to... Right, Keep and uh, we can just, well, she's going to be wearing the outfit. She can yeah. have it unzipped uh, to her bosoms if necessary, and it's always necessary. I think you're thinking of a lot more, like, fanfic um, Maybe than the so. actual... I did have to draw her recently, and it was a swamp of weird teenage hormones to just find a drawing of what April O'Neil is supposed to look like Wait. that's not bosomy or tied up. Did someone commission you to draw April O'Neil? Wow. Uh, DJ... For our Designing Women cartoon, I drew many oh, uh, female characters, that's true. Yeah, that's and right. April O'Neil was in the background. Shit. Please I refer mean, to our Instagram feed. I was going to make this into something to make you feel bad. And now but now you, you, it, you are the one on who is bad feeling. Um, uh, I Ernie Reyes Jr. is in this, so he, he oh, yeah. was the young kid in Sidekicks, and he was, I think... Sidekicks, is that the one with Chuck Norris? Yes. I thought that was Jonathan Brandis and and Chuck Norris. No, it's, what was Ernie Reyes in? He played a kid. He was in Ninja Turtles, wasn't he in the original Ninja Turtles? Yeah. In a costume? Yes. Uh, He was one of the, yeah, like stunt martial art guys. And then- uh, Who had to wear a giant animatronic puppet on his head? Terrifying. I assume. He's in this movie as himself as well. He's like the pizza delivery guy that like helps him out. His physiology is in this movie this time. He got upgraded. Sidekicks. Yeah, get off me. He was in Sidekicks. Was he the sidekick, though? I mean, he was the child, so I assume. Am I with Chuck Norris? I don't think... Was Chuck Norris in that? 
There's, I'm looking at the 1992 movie Sidekicks with Jonathan, a, Jonathan Brandis and Chuck Norris. This is a There's a yin-yang as their logo, and Jonathan Brandis is on the white side of the yin-yang, and Chuck Norris is on hey, the black whoa. side of the yin-yang. <laughs> whoa. No, this is, this is before that. Hmm. Uh, 1986. Television, yeah, television program called Sidekicks. Okay. 1986, 1987. But he was like... The little kid with martial arts skill. I don't know. Here's another a lot. connection. Giovanni Ribisi was. Oh, wait. You know what? I confused Sam Rockwell and Giovanni Ribisi. Please ignore me. <laughs> I was going to make a connection to uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but that connection no longer exists. But nor do, did it ever. Just for fun, though, we got, <laughs> we got Don Cheadle's in this, apparently. Michael Richards, apparently. Uh, had, in had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 no, or Sidekicks? Sidekicks? I'm on Sidekicks This is right too now. much. This is too much. They're too far removed. I'm going to rewind back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. We find out the secret of the Ooze, um, which is nice. <laughs> Mark that off the list. Don't have to worry about that going forward. Toka and Razor, which I think were creations for this film. I think they were... The rumor on the playgrounds of... Roundtree Elementary in Allen, Texas, yeah. was that the intention was to have Bebop and Rocksteady sure. in this movie, but get for some reason couldn't get the rights, even though they're part of this thing? They were busy. They uh... <laughs> Little known fact, they are actually <laughs> creatures that exist, um, and they've always performed as Bebop and Rocksteady in every iteration of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as part of their contract, and they couldn't make it to this one. They were doing some bar mitzvahs that <laughs> they already had, that summer. They already had Ninja Turtles on ice at this point, and so <laughs> they were busy. Their hands were tied. This was like, is this funny? Because Ninja Turtles is one of those things that got like, I was really into, but also like, it's kind of like Star Wars. Like you can be into Star Wars and then also be like, "Yeah, I know they did a bunch of stuff. I'm not interested in that." You know what I mean? I'm oh, you don't have like, to follow every iteration. Yeah, of Star you're like, Wars. I didn't have like all the cups from McDonald's or whatever, but I did. You know, well, I I, I did, but like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that I didn't. Um, like, I'm you also know, trying to think of how you would follow Star Wars pre the last <laughs> 10 years without seeing uh, all the Star Wars things. Because aside from the Ewoks series, oh, I guess you have the Clone Wars. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, yeah. there was all the novels, the, like, oh, the, you the know. goddamn novels. So, like, there's a similar thing where okay, I, I, read the, I read the Archie comics, I read the Mirage comics, which is, like, the where they originally came from. Mm-hmm. I watched the... Uh, the the first cartoon, and then I've seen all the like the first these there were three like main movies these in the nineties the, meaning these guys right eighties nineties yeah talking about yeah and then yeah number number one two and three and then they made Michael Bay movies later when we, like just a few years ago well they also and, had an animated movie I feel like in between yeah, these two it's an animated that was movies. based off of I, one of the I definitely fell off when I was no longer a child. But I was Smart. <laughs> into this. This came out in, uh, what did we figure out? 91? Um, we got a yeah. Villanelle Ice cameo mm-hmm. in this. A huge draw for the kids. Martin yeah. Lewis, uh, who I went to elementary school with, he was very into the idea that uh, Vanilla Ice will be in this movie. Um, I was kind of uh, ambivalent towards that aspect. Um, but Martin Lewis did like rapping on the way home. Uh, sure. The ninja, uh, turtle ninja turtle rap. song, yeah, ninja. the ninja rap. I think uh, even at the time, I wasn't. I don't think I would have been like this. Fucking sucks. But I definitely was like, all right. Why? 
How about less of this and more of the Ninja Turtles fighting things, please? You can't stop synergy, DJ. You can't stop it. No matter how hard I try. This was my go-to Ninja Turtles movie. I had the other one, um, but I think this one I had taped myself, so there was off the TV myself, so there's a weird pride in rewatching this one over the other one. Like you did also, the work. Also, I think, yeah, I put in the time. I enjoyed this uh it wasn't as low budget as the last one. You could tell they were like, oh, this bit. time we can put money into it. I think it just looked better. I thought the uh, the models so, yeah. looked better. It was like Didn't less of a dark, dingy movie. Splinter. And they were in New York the whole time, theoretically. Although I think from the look of it, they were on a lot of sound stages the whole time. Yeah, I can't. I and can't, remember I the Super say. Shredder? Yeah, because he takes the ooze. Because of the secrets. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Why did I say it like that? Because he, he takes, takes the ooze. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I'm looking forward to this, but also not because I don't think this is going to be good. I'm a little worried. Are you saying that David Werner, star of Titanic, both Titanic 1996 and what was it called? It was like Ship of Dreams or The Longest Night or something. He was, he's was he been in two Titanic movies. He was in Tron. Mm-hmm. You're saying that he would not be in a good... He would be in a bad movie. That's what you're saying. Character actor David Werner would be in a bad movie. That's what you're saying. Look, I don't want to make, make sure about his name. I don't want to make any broad statements about Paige Turco and what movies she would agree to be in. <laughs> uh, but I think we've seen... No. Okay, so we're going to watch... David Teenage- Warner, sorry. Uh, David Warner, I believe, was a uh, therapist on my college campus. David Warner, though, plays okay, Professor You're saying Jordan those names Perry. exactly the same, just so you know. <laughs> David Warner and then David Warner. <laughs> oh, don't forget, he was also in Star Trek Six. Oh, David Warner. Okay, okay. David Warner. Hold on. I want to hold on. Before you lead us to the thing, don't uh-huh. you go yet. Okay. I want to see what the other Titanic movie he was in. <laughs> okay. We're all waiting. Please. Patiently. I know everyone's on tinter hooks. He also played the Lobe in Freakazoid, so show some goddamn respect. He's also in Time Bandits, also important to... SOS Titanic, the uh, TV movie SOS Titanic. He played the love interest in that one, and then he plays the henchman to the villain in 1996 Titanic. That's classic David Warner. Warner. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Watch along with us. We'll be right back. I will take on the role of Vanilla Ice, and you be the Ninja Turtle, but in, instead of fighting foot soldiers, yeah. you will be doing our ad for us. So I'll be back here doing my dance, pulling my head from side to side in a kind of weird way that makes you realize the angle of his hair matches the angle of the dance. I'll be doing kind of a cool move. Where he like jumps on one foot and kicks, yeah. but I'll also be, um, you know, I'll be making up a rap about you. So I'm a turtle. Yes. Well, you're taking and all the- that is involved in that. This is as uh, this well is- as being also a teenager. Yes. 
also trained in the ninja arts uh-huh. and also suffering some sort of genetic malady that has mm-hmm. uh, given me gifted me some sort of intellectual and muscular prowess is that that that's what i am i don't think intellectual but otherwise it's- <laughs> Well, I mean, in terms of regular turtles. Sure, yeah, compared to a turtle. So, and my motivation here is to tell people about our Patreon... our Patreon page, which is yourinnerchildisanidiot.com, or you can go to patreon.com slash yourinnerchildisanidiot. That's what I'm... And like I'm just walk to, a Herschel. I'm, hold on, hold on. I just want to make sure I've got the bounds of the commercial first before you start bebopping and scatting all over the place. Damon, Damon, uh-huh. rap, Damon, yeah. uh-huh. Damon. Wait, go, is, Damon. is the turtle go, named Damon? Go, The go, turtle Damon. is named go, Damon. Damon. It's not go. one of the four turtles. Go. I'm a separate go. turtle. Go. I feel like we should have. I really feel like we should have workshopped this a little bit. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of flab here. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of questions I have, and I feel like thus the audience will have, and they'll be... Don't know which site, but in the middle of a fight, I'm just, I'm just riffing here. You know? No, I know. I just feel like we really should have scripted it. It's freestyle. Known, <laughs> just like known freestyle rapper, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> uh, I gotta and- hand it to him. You know, <laughs> All the criticism aside, he's a very geometric rapper. He is. That's true. He's angular. You could do a proof to that man. <laughs> QED, you know? That's what should have been his rap name. QED, that's QED. a good rap name. It's a good rap name. <laughs> and we are back. We watched <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Um, the Secret of the Ooze. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Not a Secret of the Ooze. This is a very specific secret that we oh DJ. Do you remember? Do you remember? You remember the scene where what? the secrets revealed oh. for the ooze secret? <sighs> oh, the titular secret and the eponymous ooze. I know this is the wrong show for this, but I, that was a fabulous secret. <laughs> it was one of the fabulous secrets of Grayskull. They never got around to it, so they had to save it for a different franchise. Let me tell you, okay, before, before uh, I so graciously allow you to recap this movie, um, <laughs> so, I you. maybe... First off, thank you. God's grace and TJ's grace allow me to recap this movie. Go I, on. I maybe didn't remember how much I loved this movie as a kid. I was like, oh my God, I remember every second of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like quoting parts... Um, staring dead-eyed into like, your wife's face. Yeah, not like in an enjoy. I'm enjoying this way, but in the I watched this so much, and I I feel like it's been it's been okay in real time. It's been like six years since we covered the rewatch the Ooh. first movie. It was I think it really was. It was a long time ago. Was that oh, the first recording that we lost, or the second recording <laughs> the that second when we tried time, to make it up, which was only like six months later? Um, but we did give ourselves a little bit of time. And I think I, I have seen that movie a lot, but I guess I maybe underestimated how many, probably more times I've watched this one. I had an opposite experience in that I'm like, have I ever seen at two of this movie was, was my thought. I think I have watched, I know I said in the intro that I, this was my one. You lied I to think our my, listeners. Yes. Yeah. What I'm saying is I lied. 
And well, I cut 18 minutes of tape out of the Watergate gate recordings <laughs> and our intro. I don't want to say, I don't want to say, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think maybe you took the better tack. Um, <laughs> having not watched this movie. Okay, please recap. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. DJ, thank By you. By Eastman and Laird's base based characters by, based on Eastman and Laird's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the comic book. You should have gone with your gut and just stopped <laughs> earlier. <laughs> you flew Starring too close Leonardo, to the sun. Raphael. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Right. Michael, he's a party dude. Yeah. That's the thing about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So we've got our turtles. It opens. I was about to say in media race. That's false. It opens <laughs> fairly close to the... Um, the end of the first movie. Yeah. April O'Neil apparently has had massive amounts of cosmetic surgery. She looks completely different. Otherwise, our heroes look the same. They're bunking with apes for a minute. Um, I should actually be clear. April O'Neil, they're not bunking with like mutated apes that also solve crimes. Also not like bunking sounds like they're sleeping with her. That's true. Some sort of quadrilateral or quint quintruple would that be? Quintruple. Quintruple, yeah. The definitely. kids these days watching Euphoria doing quintruples. <laughs> I don't know where um, they came from. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, none but. of those should have one. So uh, they're still they're bunking with the apes. Fo- Let's go back. They're to bunking them. apes, um, and they're still concerned about the Foot Clan. But hey, Shredder's gone. What's the worry? They're looking for a new place, still subterranean, if if possible. That's where turtles um, belong, I guess. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, Raph is being his usual self, a little bristly around the edges. Leonardo still being queer-coded, I would say. Oh. <laughs> That's actually... Actually, we can pause it that later. The point is... What is the point? They order a lot of pizzas, they're trashing April's yeah. place, and uh, TGRI, mm-hmm. thank God... Ralph's interred. Techno Global Research Institute. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I know that at like the back of my hand. Seems like these guys are the ones that are have some sort of secret. They seem to have a secret, and they seem to be producing a lot of ooze. Are those two things connected? I don't know. Um, uh-huh. April's trying to do some to do some reporting on them. They find giant mutated dandelions. Uh, when Seems Splinter unrelated. sees the report, he remembers, oh, the canister that I found the turtles in that mutated all of us had TGRI on it. Oh, my God. There's secrets here. Perhaps you should investigate the ooze. The turtles do so. But, my friend. What? DJ. Uh-oh. You know Shredder from the last movie? Yes, I do remember. Do you him. remember when his head was crushed by a garbage uh, truck? I, do, I remember when the top of his helmet was crushed mm. by a garbage truck. At least I think you're. Mm, I think you're noticing a I, hole. In I that, inferred. That, I inferred that, that act, his entire head. Act therefore, three climax. Was okay. Yes. Uh, turns out he's alive. Doing oh, fine, shit. actually. A few cuts on the face. Otherwise. A-okay. So he wants to get to the bottom of the ooze, too, because he'd like some freaks to battle the freaks, our turtle friend freaks. Um, So he is also in search of ooze. Um, (laughs) TGRI TGRI is about to get rid of their last canister of ooze when the foot soldiers and the turtles come upon it. Blam, blam, blam. Kick, kick, kick. Um, (laughs) Who ends up with the ooze? The foot clan. They create two monsters you know, two royalty monsters, free monsters, two legally available monsters. Um, what are their names? Toka, Toka. 
Toka and, and Razor. Razor. Not even mm-hmm. Razor, just Razor, mm-hmm. which are a snapping turtle. It's like you're already going back to the turtle well. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And then you've got a wolf. You know how wolves are readily available in the New York City area? <laughs> Those two. Um, and they turn them into some sort of humanoid monsters who are even more intellectually bereft than the turtles, but mm. are stronger than them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Raph, you know how he was bristly earlier? He yeah. leaves the group again. Oh, he wouldn't um, do that. Fed up the fact that they're looking for real estate oh, rather than on. fighting the Foot Clan. He takes his new friend, Kino, who was a pizza delivery boy. You know how they make friends real quick with mm-hmm. the pizza delivery boy. I've seen porn. Um, <laughs> they're a friendly group. It's a friendly <laughs> career. Uh, anyway, they try Come and be a pizza them. delivery boy. Meet new people. <laughs> Have sex with them. Penetrate them. Uh, <laughs> they try and infiltrate the Foot Clan. Oh, wouldn't you know it? Raph gets kidnapped again. Um, the turtles go back to save him. It's a trap. They have to fight Toka and Razor. They get out by the skin of their teeth. They take David Warner, the scientist from TGRI, who had been kidnapped by the Foot Clan with them. Yada, yada, yada. The Foot Clan wants to fight them again in another... Uh, movie set like location <laughs> and uh they fight them but they give them uh anti-mutagen uh donuts um but it turns out they need more carbon dioxide and so they spray fire extinguishers on them vanilla ice is there doing a concert in what i could only assume was a barbecue restaurant <laughs> um and eventually they defeat token razor they turn into a very cute snapping turtle a very cute wolf and then a super shredder or ooh, my apologies just shredder no super uh latinate oh. Uh, prefix on his name yet. He takes some ooze, becomes a super shredder, fights them, sort of, just sort of smashes up a dock. They jump in the water. He crushes himself under the dock. He is finally dead. And you know what the turtles realize? They still love being turtles. Oh, because they jumped in water. You got it. Uh, So that's uh, the secret of the ooze. Um, the secret of Sedus mm-hmm. was, what would you say the secret of the ooze was, TJ? The, the secret was that the ooze is what made them transform because they never really knew. The secret of the ooze was just that it was TGRI that was responsible for it, but it's, it's but a I little bit of a knew. misnomer. You know, like they knew there was some sort of ooze, but they didn't know what the company was or what they were we still don't really know what they were doing. Why do they have all this ooze? I think they did say there was like one sentence where he sort of explained what the he, ooze was for, but yeah, I mean, D- David Warner's character, it's like toxic waste. Basically. He explains it, but he explains it in a way. I'm like, isn't that what I was to assume from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that it is toxic waste and they mutated in it and that's it. Because there's no secret. Everything about it is what I already assumed about it. And TJR, yeah. we never know what they're doing with it. It When you say things like the secret of the use, yeah. it implies that some revelation will occur. And it does the closest we get is Donatello's, what, five-minute existential crisis? Um, yeah. And then, uh, then nothing Empire happened. Bond. Yeah. Um, Unless Taka and Razor are the t- secrets that they use, but then they're plural secrets. They also, um, 
you know that there's sort of an emphasis. I don't know if you've noticed this. There's an emphasis <laughs> just in general with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all the movies and many of the comic books that they enjoy pizza. Um, you know, I never noticed that. It's like a, a thing for them. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But this movie portends that it's it's a New York obsession. Everyone, everyone in this movie is obsessed with pizza, except for maybe April seems a little over it. I think she's like, pizza again but she's she's eats the pizza she's like that's fine um, people uh tend to like it yeah i think uh when i was a kid i took the opening sequence as some sort of sign that the teenage mutant ninja turtles had inspired new yorkers to eat pizza <laughs> which uh in retrospect is ludicrous people like pizza <laughs> yeah p- they, they weren't the first i guess maybe did they um what is it about did pizza like really, really catch on in the eighties? I like, feel like pizza became uh, a real more common food in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, like so fast maybe food, that by eight, the eighties it was mainstream enough that like as stoner food or something. It, well, it's to like, be fair, you know, New York out. is specifically known for pizza because of right. New York pizza. But yeah, it, it was just weird. Although like, you could have said the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles also in St. Louis, another pizza capital sure. of the world. Chicago just throwing pieces of cake up in the air and catching it on Splinter's head. He was knocked unconscious. <laughs> or Detroit where it's like, we don't have a lot of sauce, so we're just putting two stripes on it. They still have the New York accent in Detroit, which I love. <laughs> I love all kinds of pizza. So I'm going to be honest. I like eating bread that's covered in cheese and marinara sauce. I'm not going to lie to you. And I kind of enjoy, enjoy the debate because I like people getting a little saucy, if you will, <laughs> about their favorite kind. But uh, it's also like, like if literally almost any kind of pizza, I'm, I'm not any topping, but any kind of pizza is like presented to me. I'm going to fucking eat it. That's delicious. Get off me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I make oh, it Chicago, Chicago style. Get Chicago out of here. Style, what? But I will still eat it. I mean, the only thing about Chicago style is like, I, I can't eat a lot of it. Like, <laughs> because I have only, I mean, I'm a chubby guy, but I've only got so much room. Still. Your stomach is still the size of a human stomach. It is, yeah. It doesn't all of a sudden become, uh, you know, a, a pocket dimension where you can <laughs> fit infinite volume. Um, so anyway, uh, okay. So the the two main pizza points I wanted to make here <laughs> were I thought it was weird that they sort of like moved the obsession away from the now the the turtles are still very much obsessed with pizza. But it was like everyone was like the right. scientist says mm, it's pepperoni of- heaven at some point, and they just go like <laughs> even the turtles are like yeah anyway like <laughs> they're well you know what it also just, it's clearly know, not a pepperoni pizza that he was eating just like give him a pepperoni pizza if that's the line it's like when that independent band you love goes mainstream you kind of yeah. it fe- then you start to feel like you got you got mainstreamed along with it when yeah. the you know. When the Ninja Turtles were known for knowing, loving that ethnic food pizza that no one else likes, um, and now everyone of the five boroughs is is eating it like fucking basic bitches with their Uggs and their pumpkin spice lattes and their pizzas. The thing that's weird about that, though, is for like a a movie that. Is, is kind of saying, hey, we're embracing pizza. We love pizza. The whole city loves pizza. All of the pizza looks fucking disgusting in this movie. Also, <laughs> it does. Also, it's also presumably the, room temperature at all times. At all all times. the pizzas they eat seem to be like laying out 
at in yes. the danger zone, as the restaurant community would say. <laughs> yes. Like, no, well, this was too much 1991. We didn't know about the danger zone yet. Germ right, theory so. only really took off in 2004. Yeah, they also clearly clearly under seasoned because Donatello's spending like nine minutes <laughs> salting and peppering every slice of pizza he sees. What are you doing? Are you, you salting pizza? Have you ever felt the need to salt a pizza? <laughs> You know, red pepper flakes, maybe. Like, those. that's pretty standard that comes with a lot of pizzas. Parmesan cheese, which is, I guess, in a way, salting it. <laughs> um, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And it's also, I mean, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are not, they're not Macbeth. Like, they only have so many <laughs> character traits. They're not, like, deep, yeah. you know, sure. deep wells of uh, insecurities. Like, they are ninjas. They're, like, three out of their four character traits are named in their title. <laughs> and then the fourth one is pizza. And then this movie's like, ah, oh, let's not focus too much on that. Um Although I mean I feel like the opening there's, there's a lot of, of pizza boxes in just yeah. in April O'Neil's apartment. I don't think um, they take it away from the turtles, but they just also give it to everyone else in New York. I imagine that that car that her uh, apartment smells like when we get back into the car the next morning after having picked up pizza the night before. <laughs> like I feel like that's what her apartment smells like. Have you ever? At all times. Did you ever have turtles growing up? TJ, I did have a turtle uh, okay. growing up. Oh God, this is a painful memory. Let's get into it. What's what's going on, buddy? I wanted a box turtle. Sure. This the, the, the classic folds up. little tween tween boy turtle. They didn't have a box turtle at the past pets. Go for mall. A, an Eastern slider. Uh, which one's for, which one has the red stripe yeah, on the side so of its it's head? It's an Easter. I think it's either a red eared slider or an Eastern slider or something like they that. They are not a friendly turtle. <laughs> no, they are. Yeah, they yeah. they're bitey. I call the big one bitey. Sure. Um, and uh, it did not like being in my home. Sure. They're meant to Pretty be much immediately stopped eating, died frozen oh. in, its, in its aquarium. Uh, I didn't realize it was dead for probably two days because it was like in perfect statuesque oh. um, position. And uh, he's buried somewhere behind our house in Allen, Texas. What, um, what was his name? TBD. I can't remember. <laughs> I had so many turtles. I had a lot of turtles. I inadvertently killed them all. Uh, yeah, they're a long-lived... Uh, they, they're one of the few animals that lives longer out in the wild than yeah. in the home of a, well, of a teenage boy. Well, and I, I didn't... I, they were kind of hard to take care of. And I did, I mean, I don't think this is a good thing, but I did ca also capture them from the wild uh -huh. and I would, I would bring them home. And then, uh, sometimes my parents knew about it. And sometimes later they'd just be like, uh, do you want us to get some food for that? <laughs> you know? And I'd be like, <laughs> yes, yes, please. They have a very, before any, uh, animal rights activists come to it, I don't think that was a good thing. I don't condone the capture of wild animals. I uh, was a child of the 80s, and I love the Ninja Turtles. I I feel like I regret my decisions as a pet owner, okay? I mean, turtles are one of the few animals you like, I've noticed yes. over the years. Yeah. Um, they do seem really nice. I always am excited when I see a turtle in real yeah. life. I yeah. get ridiculously they're excited. They're harder to spot. Yeah, because they're like, please leave me alone. They also look like a fucking rock half yeah. the time. But I wonder if there is a 101 Dalmatians uh, link 
to Turtles in the 80s like there was for Dalmatians in the mm-hmm. 60s mm-hmm. and then again in the 90s. All the the boys in my class either had Turtles or wanted them. Yeah. And was probably all, it was probably, uh, you know, a turtle genocide out there because <laughs> we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. I, br- I bring up this horrible thing because turtles have a very distinct smell oh. um, in their aquarium. And that's all I could imagine right now. But for, for, for some reason this time, like because they're showing them being sort of the more teenage side of them, which is sloppy, like they have their stuff everywhere in April's apartment and the pizza smell. I'm imagining... Just sense memory, get that smell of a of a turtle's aquarium, okay, mm-hmm. or terrarium, and then now put stale pizza in that. That's what I'm imagining. Plus, like they do have like some human esque. Uh, so maybe there's like bo also in there. Yeah, they're also like their bodies active. are changing. They're teenage. Yeah. Uh, they're active. They lead yeah. an active lifestyle. I imagine you know they're not used to uh, their sweat glands. You know, mm-hmm. uh, changing with their teenage bodies. Um, they're seeing hair. It's not a great smell. <laughs> is what I'm saying. It's not a good. They're smell. They're probably not seeing hair where there was no hair before, but because they're turtles, you know. We are like one minute into this movie at this point. Um, do you want to talk about Ernie? Ernie Reyes Jr., who is uh, Kino. Yeah, let's talk about Ernie. First off, he introduces himself to us. From a 2022 perspective, he doesn't create a great impression upon his first line, which is hitting on girls outside his pizza shop, which, you know... Okay. Um, he says, which he one of you lovely them. ladies yeah. are going to take a ride on my, uh, he drives a little scooter, a little Vespa, like mm-hmm. Roman holidaying all over, <laughs> all over New York City. It's one of the many ways in which this movie compares to Roman holiday. Mm-hmm. He, I would say he's more of an Audrey Hepburn type. Uh, <laughs> he, so he says, which one of you ladies are going to ride on our uh, scooter, one of my, I'm on my scooter tonight. And I can't remember what they she say. Says, in like, your dreams. Right. And he says, yeah, but in my dreams, I think of someone thinking. Dinner, yeah. which is a very uh, now cliche straight guy move, which is hit on a woman. She says she rejects. no, yeah. rejects you in some way, and then you immediately tell her she's ugly, which is kind of a dig on you misogynist. as well. <laughs> and also, like, you were just hitting on her. <laughs> uh, so it's just uh, very confusing. Um, so that was distasteful. And then um, he's... He's a little crime fighter. He uh, sees some a, uh, weird a, activity going on at yeah. a at an <laughs> arcade. It's a, uh, it's a mall. A toy it's like shop. A, it's a like mall. a weird old school mall, like a right. like a tiny arcade. Arcade in the old sense. I really I wrote down here. Um, these are probably some of the most well-to-do thieves I've ever seen. They all were wearing button-up shirts or fleece, like LL Bean uh, pullovers, Dockers. Some were pleated. They all looked like Delta Upsilon just let out from the spring formal, and they decided Upsilon. to go put some some pantyhose over their faces and go rob the place. Also, I want to say, for the record, <laughs> this is my first introduction to thieves with pantyhose over their faces. Yes. Yeah. I think, I don't know if this is first, but this was definitely the most memorable having that I, you know, being that I saw this movie 1000 times, but also like another weird, something's going on with these guys because there's <laughs> something, something's not quite right. Well, here. not, not only are they burgling this mall, but there's like 25 <laughs> of them. There's like, so many. What is your cut of this take? If you succeed in this, in this burglary, what are you doing? 
Yeah, I, it, it it is uh, ranking up there with Bilbo Baggins and like we're gonna have to do a lot of math if we ever actually <laughs> sort out this horde at the end of this thing. Yeah, there's so many, and it's the most well lit mall, <laughs> and I'm talking in After 1980s hours, terms. Too. Yeah, the most well lit mall I've ever seen. They're doing it with all the lights on and just robbing electronics and stores and toy stores. Well, I think I don't know if they were actually robbing the toy store or if that was just adjacent. And so they they end up in the toy store when the turtles oh, okay. kind of attack. I'm not sure. But this also And they're I'm, not even it's not it's not at least made clear that they are associated with the Foot Clan. I don't think they are. I don't they're think just they are. 600 thieves in a mall. <laughs> well, you know, um in, you know, the, the the famously 40 thieves is what you need. So they had famously, that's the the primo number for thieves for thousands of years. Now we've all known the right number 40. They, and you all want to dress a casual Friday. If you can, is that, Oh, is that leather? Oh, suede. Even interesting. Um, so they, not only feeling the fabric between their fingers before they break into the mall, Not only does this introduce us to uh, pantyhose over the face as a way of masking your identity until you take it off to attack the Kino, but um, <laughs> but also to see Kino, which almost just like makes it. Yeah. Uh, what's the point of this? If, if you, why do you choose nylons, as my grandma would say, to nylons. cover your face? This also taught me that violence was a reasonable response to theft. You know, mm-hmm. it was like that's what you do. Is like, oh, these thieves are breaking in, so therefore. They're not really, I guess they do end up apprehending them sort of in an unconscious pile. If I've learned anything from this movie, violence is a reasonable response to everything. (laughs) And murder is the proper uh, punishment for leading a gang of thieves. (laughs) Crushing their skull under a garbage truck or under a dock. If Shredder did murder someone, the origin story in the first movie, he killed. Oh right, he murdered Mato someone Yoshi's fifty wife. years ago yeah. in 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 ancient Jap- ancient Japan. He's not a time traveler, Damon. <laughs> well, wait till uh, next movie. <laughs> oh, Shredder's not in that. But um, also, the the Ninja Turtles. Uh, what are the Ninja Turtles famous for? You mentioned the. Dis- the They're famous for being teenagers. They're famous yeah. for being mutants. They're famous for being ninjas. Turtles implied, and yeah. they love pizza. And uh, each of them have a distinct weapon, right? <laughs> like Weapon, yes. Michelangelo's known for nunchucks. Uh, You've got staff the for bow staff. You got the nun... Oh, did you already say nunchucks? Yeah. Size, size for uh, for Raphael. Raphael. By the way, I tried to play Psy on in a game of Scrabble against my grandpa. He did not accept it. What? Um, it's also not in Webster's Dictionary, which is the dictionary really? we use for play. Yeah, sorry. And, of course, Leonardo... And has uh, the katanas. Katanas, yeah. And swords. They refuse to use them. And this like they're they're like even the non-lethal, like yeah, you know, nunchucks, nunchucks just whap them. You know, you yeah. just whapping them. Both staff. I mean, I you could obviously those could be lethal if you, you know, wielded them as such. But like I understand right. like stowing the katanas and even the size, although I think only the middle blade is supposed to be sharp, and and I don't know about his. His looks like they're. I think they're all dull. Yeah, because the side, the side, it looks like a fork essentially, and yeah. the two tines on the side are flared away. Yeah, and then the middle one is the pointy end. I've seen. I don't know enough about uh, 
enough about like the actual weapons, whether they're always that way or if that was like four. Let's see. Psy is a traditional mm-hmm. Asian melee weapon. He's for striking and blocking. Okay. It's famously used in ninjutsu and kobujutsu. Um, basic form of the weapon is that a sharp metal prong with two carved side prongs. So I guess it could be either way. They're made, it looks like both ways, but like, yeah, it looks more like yeah. stabby sharp than like knife sharp. Um, regardless. Yeah, it's a stabbing tool. You don't want to be cutting a loaf of bread with them. This was definitely a conscious choice with this movie. They were not going to be using their weapons hardly at all. And when they use them, I think that's it's a never- conscious ch- uh, With the last one as well. They don't- Not as they much. They don't use them. They don't use them very much. Okay. They use them even less. And when they do use them, it's like- it's like, you know, Donatello use his, uses his staff to, like, pole vault himself. Like, right. He also not- carries a pool cue, like, yeah. chalk, uh, whatever you would call that yeah. thing. He uses that a lot, which I guess is a visual gag in a way. I didn't uh, get that as a kid. I just thought that was the thing he needed to do. It wasn't until much later that I was like, ah, like a pool cue. I, I remember there were some concerns with the, the weapons... Um, in the first one. I do believe you're right. I also believe that this movie is far wackier, which is oh, yeah. something, a weird thing to say about a movie about mutated turtles than the first one, um, to the point much. where there are cartoonish sound effects uh, throughout yes, the, um, like, it's uh, very distracting to me. Also, I felt like each of the turtles had something in their contract. I remember in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, one mm-hmm. of the ways they got Disney and Warner Brothers to uh, Play nice. agree to do it, to, yeah. to loan out their characters to Disney, uh, was that Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse had to have the exact same amount of screen time and lines as each other, which they did. And it felt that the the turtle performers all had a four-way contract saying the same because every scene involved them all separately having a reaction to something. Yeah. Which I feel like added maybe 15 minutes to the overall runtime of this movie where they get gassed at one point and Raphael says, oh, great. And then Leonardo, I was like, okay, moving on. And then Leonardo pops out of the smoke and goes, wonderful. And then Donatello has to come out and say, oh, brother, whatever he says. And then Michelangelo says, "Uh, my wife left me. I don't know. But they all had something to say. And I was like, why do you all have something to say all the time? There were a lot of Scenes where um, I think this is probably like an after, like part of their Muppet DNA, yeah, yeah. which was every time they were startled or <gasps> someone said something weird, they'd be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was very, like, you don't have to vocalize everything. You can just have them turn their heads. We can see them. There's no reason to just vocalize every single emotion they fucking have in this movie. When they all, they also like every. Every quip is like, uh, I kept thinking of, and I think you even said this when we were texting, I, it, was, it was very much like um, Pert Happily. Like, it was like, <laughs> I hear what you're saying, and I, I don't get what you're saying, but it had the cadence of a joke. <laughs> there <laughs> like, was, the, the reason I texted you is that once they find their new lair, um, which they do, I forgot to mention that in my recap, my apologies to everyone listening. Yeah. Um, they call April O'Neil to let them know that they'd found a place, and Donatello says, we only have brought the essentials down. And then Michelangelo opens a suitcase, pulls out two bags of potato chips, two different flavors, and says, yeah, the bear essentials, and laughs. And I went, what is that? 
mean. I know it, you want me to laugh at that, but I don't... Is he complaining about the the brand name of the potato chips? Or is he saying that potato chips are essential and the humor is that they're not really essential? It was just very well, he, It's the emphasis bad. on bear, too, which is like... <laughs> he does he put just the emphasis like, on bear. Because you could have made that a joke by being like, yeah, only the bear essentials. And he's like... Right. Showing, and that's it's not a good joke, but it would be like, I see what you're saying. You're saying potato chips aren't an essential, but you're a teenager, so to you, they are an essential. Sure. Yeah, it here was, you go. It was but very it was like the way the cadence of a joke, but yeah. not an actual joke. I do want to talk about that while you since you brought it up. I Please. think that the bit when they're on the phone with when Donatello calls April and then Michelangelo is basically like haranguing him while he's on the phone, like, give me the phone, and they like fight over the that is by far the best like scene. Of the movie, there's a lot of like. It was a very teenage moment. I it was very teenage, and you know he has like a very like, oh, make sure you tell her, like, which is like, and and you know she laughs, like she's very amused by this whole thing, and then they're like doing like three stooges, like would you give me that, you know, right, and um, that one actually did make me laugh. Whereas a lot of the stuff that I definitely loved as a kid, I was like, well, that's, that's stupid. Just swing and a miss. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying this was like high art or anything, but that was, I think, the best executed of the humor because at least it was just like showing them being, you know, it's a kind of a, you know, I don't think it's the most dire situation yet in the movie, but is like, you know, they're talking about, oh, they, this and we don't know where Raphael is. And then, but they're just being right. goofy. Oh, the other uh, 50% of my, uh, the laughs that, landed with me, the attentional jokes of the movie that made me laugh, one of which was them going into, when they were saving Raph from what eventually turns out to be a foot trap, they foot say, trap. <laughs> they, uh, they say, it's very quiet here. And Leonardo says, yeah, a little too quiet. Um, and then <laughs> I can't remember what the second one is, something, a little too something. Then they say, hey, there's Raph. And then Michelangelo says, a little too rough, and I laughed. I like that. And then, then they immediately kind of soured it with more Muppet-esque, like, well, hey, stop that, you guys. Yeah. Why I oughta? Yeah. yeah. No more monkey shines. Poke them in the <laughs> eyes. Uh, it was, um, that was, that was it. Now, I'm not saying I guffawed at that. I just went, <laughs> Yeah, it's it. It's a it's a good a like that little laugh. If all the humor had been on that level, <laughs> it would have been pretty successful. But it was like that was one of the few hits of a lot of like monkey shines. <laughs> there were a lot of monkey shines, my grandma would say. <laughs> and Mo Howard. I should mention that Mo Howard was my grandmother. And turtle shines. I have two things uh, but before we, I just want to mention two yeah. just passing by things. Susie Essman of Curb Your Enthusiasm and Broad City plays the neighbor of April O'Neil, the, the oh, wife of yeah, the, the, the couple that are yeah. complaining about all the um, calisthenics that she's apparently doing in her apartment. <laughs> um, and There's a lot Tyler, of flipping in the That was apartment. the most engaged Tyler was in the movie. He goes, Susie! And then we started doing our Susie Esmond uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm impersonations, and that's about the peak of it for Tyler before he <laughs> delved into the vortex that was his phone. Uh, and I also want to say one of my favorite things, the Where's Waldo of movies, which is the obligatory baguette in a grocery bag yeah. um, to let you know that this person is carrying groceries. Um, so you, you have think to they have, have, the, one you of have, those to have the baguette fact, yeah. sticking out the top of some the, sort of uh, like celery. Yeah, celery and a baguette if you can afford it. If you're in a pinch, just the baguette, please. Just the baguette. Yeah, Lauren's most engagement was uh, 
when the first time you see the um, TGRI ooze, she's like, do you think that's the ooze? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think, do you think there's a uh, radical anti-cop agenda with this movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Leading question. But I accept it. Um, there was a, a, a little a charming anti-cop stuff in the middle after Taka and Razar, our two mm-hmm. favorite characters, um, are Classic. sent loose on what looked to be the outdoor Seinfeld set um, <laughs> where they push down telephone poles and knock over a 1977 uh, Buick Skylock. Um, and... <laughs> And that's about it. And I guess then they're sort of corralled back into it. Now, New York City, I don't know what its population was in 1992, but you'd think on a city block, more than two people would have saw yeah. these monsters. No. Um, but they- I did appreciate, this might have been my only other half-hearted laugh, intentional laugh, when the older couple who's getting into a cab at the other end of the block goes, those monsters are tearing up the street. And the wife goes, let them get their own cab. It, again... <laughs> That is probably also in that purred happily area where it's it's enough of a joke that I'll yeah, give it yeah. something. I don't really know what the joke is, but uh, you know, if well, I had just New learned Yorkers English so... as a second language, I would <laughs> I would say this seems familiar. Uh, yeah, New Yorkers are so used to chaos uh, in their fair city that they will allow well mutated these... monsters will yeah. just attack. Movies of these this era go to that well a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters does it. Uh, a lot of a lot of movies where there's something crazy going on in New York. They've seen it all, man. What an asshole! That's a joke from Ghostbusters, a much better movie. Uh, <laughs> when the carriage driver calls uh, Seymour Krelborn. No, not Seymour Krelborn, but Lewis Tully, another Rick Moranis favorite. Man, what spoiler. an asshole! Spoiler alert, <laughs> Ghostbusters, the original, is better movie than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Universe. You heard it, right. it here first. Just putting it out there. Um, but has the same amount of aggrieved white boys whenever you remake it, uh, <laughs> complaining <laughs> about anything you do. Can we talk about Vanilla Ice? Oh, that's one of my favorite Tilda Swinton movies. We need to talk about Vanilla Ice, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> It's the actual concurrent sequel between We Need to Talk About Kevin and Vanilla Sky. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know that took place in the same universe, but it does. It does. This is one of those, like, I feel like this doesn't happen as much anymore. Like, the ham-fisted cameo of a current peak uh, pop star? BTS didn't just, like, show up in No Way Home. You know what I mean? Like, or the latest (laughs) Batman movie. I mean, that's, I guess, you know, like, I think that's part of it too, is this, this is a different, this is kind of movie is like not taking itself seriously. So this kind of thing would fit. Well, remember Uh, when we were watching Spiderman, uh, Sam Raimi's Spiderman, and all of a sudden Macy Gray is there? That's true. That's sort of that, that more of that line. And, you know, at the time you could have guessed that maybe Vanilla Ice was basically done. You couldn't have maybe guessed about being on a reality show and sort of revamping his career in a weird way. But, like, you could have guessed, but you wouldn't know that, hey, Macy Gray, like, is right. not going to have, like, this maybe long-storied career. You're, you're just taking a, you're taking a gamble, right? 
with anybody right. who's like new and not like this legacy artist. Like if you had Elton John in Spider-Man, like you know that even if he has no more hits, he's right. still Elton John. But like Vanilla Ice, it won't or put an Mouse immediate Guy. time stamp on yeah. your movie. But I think you're right though that like that's it's very much of its time. I think people um, have gotten a little more savvy about that sort of sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, you see that sometimes with older movies. Well, and Billie yeah. Eilish just won an, won an That's true. O- Oscar for singing the James Bond song, which is different. But though. she's it's not like, in James she's Bond. She's not in it. Yeah. I think that's a very different thing. And I mean, I think James Bond is also like one of those yes. cultural artifacts that sort of exists out of time at this point, no matter how much they try and make it seem... Uh, culturally relevant there's always these little sort of um vestigial bits which part of it is like let's get whatever the sort of croony person or you know big brassy uh female voice and have her sing a song about with the title just shoehorned into it (laughs) um yeah, the Vanilla Ice thing, it is really, I'm trying to think of probably, I'm trying to think of more recent example of this happening. And I really am sort of drawing a blank outside of the Macy Gray one. And that's mostly because we watch these movies for this fucking podcast. Yeah. I think like, so there's a whole, just in case you want the scene described in more detail, they sort of like are thrown into a club when they're fighting the Foot Clan and then it's a Vanilla Ice concert. And so they are fighting and everybody kind of thinks they're like, what's going on? And, the, but they think it's part of the show, which I never, <laughs> but you know, they're New Yorkers. They've seen everything. Um, and <laughs> it's true. The, the, and the, they're probably all high on, was Molly around yet? Molly was a Molly mescaline thing. Or, yeah. Um, I don't know. Jack Kerouac. They, they start to get into it. And then Vanilla Ice ostensibly freestyles, with the band already playing something before he comes in, they they make up the ninja rap and the the ninja turtles defeat the Foot Clan and and the Antoka and Razor make them into uh, their original animal selves and then yeah. they do a coordinated dance together. Yeah, so, and David Warner, I think David Warner. Let's let's pour one out for his dignity because he, he does, does some punching. some some mom dancing in the in the crowd, which you know, bully for him. He's been through a lot already. He went, he went for it. I like that. I also, you know, well, I mean, I think he's from that class of British actors. Like, I know exactly what you want me to do. Just give me my check. As long as it clears, I'll do whatever you say. Yeah, it's fine. I will say, like, you know, how did they learn this dance? But also, like, these do, the Ninja Turtles, as depicted in this movie, do seem like the kind of guys who would just have a choreographed dance. I used to do that with my friends. Yeah, you I've know, heard of people, people with more than one friend doing that. <laughs> you just have a dance that you've been working on. I could see him busting it out and being like, this fits this beat enough. Let's do it. I remember it. Um, my friends from high, my girlfriends from high school um, would talk about, you know, sometimes learning the dance to things. Sure. Or... Uh, and I'm like, you and I lead very different lives. <laughs> Which is funny, because now as as I got older, I realized, oh, there were a lot of also boys that learned all the dances to these things. And I just never uh, had an inkling to do that. Yes, I mean, but that's also, I mean, I'm already, you know, I'm all in on the turtles, I guess, at this point. So I might as well just accept the rules of musicals as well. That of right. course they all right. know the the, the sure. words yeah. and the the dance moves that they're all going to do together. Well, and this whole this whole scene is set up like like 
basically, if you've ever been to a, a theme park and you know those live action shows, like the Indiana Jones show that they yeah. have or yeah. the stunt show, mm-hmm. it's very much like that's what this is. Because then Shredder busts in on stage and and right. like you know holds a, a girl hostage and then they play the guitar real loud and it throws him out of the room somehow. Yeah, they Marty McFly him. Yeah, and it's like that's all very like. Welcome to the Ski Spectacular Snow Show. <laughs> like this is, you can tell we're we're really setting the stage for the the touring Ninja Turtles show that comes yeah, later on no in the mid nineties. No doubt, um, it was coming to the Arlington Arena in, in <laughs> Texas. I wanted to make two notes about this club. Actually, I love it. I want to buy it. I'll rescind that. One and a half notes about this club. First off, they have popcorn out, which no, they have bowls don't. of popcorn on the on the the tables, which is if more clubs had that, I'd probably have gone to more clubs. I would <laughs> have loved going to gay bars if they had just out in the middle of the dance floor just a little picnic table just, with a bowl and like a a single serving. By the way, not a big like. We're all we rented a movie. You get in here, we buy popcorn. Not one of those bowls. One of a singular tiny bowl of popcorn on it. <laughs> Your argument um, is more loose handfuls <laughs> of food in, yes. in clubs. In clubs where in everyone's clubs. you know drinking and all over each other, and then they can take their sticky liquor-soaked <laughs> fingers and grab um, some finger food. They're also the picnic tables were straight out of a barbecue joint. Like they yeah. were wooden it's a, picnic it's a tables. Underground club, Damon. They are they are the, hoeing the, their own row. Okay? Where the top the top pop star of the day is performing. <laughs> Although Vanilla Ice might be playing a character. Do right. we ever actually yeah. hear him no. refer to as Vanilla Ice? I don't Maybe think he's playing so. his next iteration Maybe. Vanilla Sky, as you hinted at. Yeah. <laughs> he's played by Penelope Cruz in the movie. <laughs> I have uh, some quotes, and then I have a couple of big things, bigger things I'm going to talk about. Please. Um, Please. Okay. This is something my, I, I may have said this in the intro, so I'll keep it brief. The, my, my cousin and I quoted this not that long ago, like <laughs> like within five years ago when we were at uh, New Year's Eve at my aunt's house, um, just a wild New Year's Eve we were having. Um <laughs> Uh, April brings the turtles napkins and then she's like, oh, I've got some napkins for you. And they're both with mouthfuls of pizza. Go, what for? Mm-hmm. Teenagers. And, uh, we we did that to her and, and she did not get it. But uh, we had to explain to her. That is from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But we did it at the, the same many, time. Many funny lines from <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 is Secret of the Use. Uh, I also, I have, didn't realize it was from this movie, but I every time that I see Dandelions, I think, Dandelions, which is the weird way that April has this assistant who ends up being a member. He's like an infiltrated, he's a member of the Foot Clan. And a story he, that goes almost nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. He eventually delivers a line for her to deliver to the turtles, but I figured like if you went this this far with it, you'd do something with like kidnap April. That seems to be yeah. what movies of this ilk always seem to do. Um, but nothing. It barely goes anywhere. It seems like there it was felt, a story. It feels like that that's dropped. something they could have just completely excised that character yeah. and just had a guy deliver a message to April O'Neil. They already knew they were close. But they would have but they would have gotten gotten we wouldn't have gotten the most amazing line, which is when Freddy or whatever his name is, he discovers the giant dandelions that have, you know, the ooze has been spilled on them. And he just goes, dandelions. <laughs> I don't know why that I enjoy that so much because it's weird. Um, and then also uh, when uh, Shredder discovers that 
uh, Toka and Rezar are idiots, um, and they call him Mama. He's, he comes screaming out of the building, babies, they're babies, he which does. I'm going to say anytime I have to uh, visit my friends. Uh, with kids. <laughs> uh, I do appreciate that Shredder has great acoustics no matter where he is. Yeah. Open air uh, junkyard, great acoustics. In a shed of his own making, great acoustics. Always talking like this. With an echo, no doubt. It must be that mask, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is... this is. The, these are the big things? Are we doing I, the no, big it's things? No, it's not a big okay. thing. Okay, all right. It's not a big thing. Okay, I, okay. I, I, it's bigger. Um, <laughs> I... I like what these... I think it's more to the credit of the first movie than this one, but... I think they did a good job making the turtles look different from each other. Uh-huh. You know, they're different. They're like, you know, they're because if you look at the the action figures or even the the cartoon or even the the beginning of the comics, they they're the same. And even in the comic books, they actually, you know, it's black and white. But when they do have color, they all had red band bandanas. Yeah, it was the, I remember that I on the, the cover cartoon. of the Nintendo game. Yeah, they it was all had the red. Cartoon, and then I think the Archie comics that actually gave them the red, the red, blue. Uh, I can't remember all the colors right now. Red, blue, orange, purple. Um, you did great. Thank you. But they also give them like different shapes. Like Donatello is tall, and he's got kind of a weird, like a, the biggest head. And then <laughs> Michelangelo is is like the short guy, and he's like just kind of generally smaller. And he's got. Like, he's also got round, big eyes. Yeah, he's got big eyes and kind of a round head. Raph's kind of like in between, and then Leonardo's kind of in between uh, uh, Raphael and Michelangelo. I don't know. I thought that was that was. You know, they didn't have to go that hard, I guess, you know, and that, you know, it kind of fits that they have slightly different personalities. And I do think they kind they kind of abandoned some of the different personality stuff, but I wanted to give them kudos for the look because I do think on the flip side, they look even weirder in this movie. I was expecting it to be a little bit of a step up because there was more money, but I think they look even weirder. I think they they look I think they, I, I did actually, after I was done watching this, I watched the trailers for the other two, as well as the Michael Bay ones, and watched a trailer for one of the animated versions, because it was on a roll. Yeah. Um, what am I going to do? Get up? Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I will say this looks a lot cleaner than the original one. I mean, even just their, their suits look yeah. more refined and polished. I will say I missed Corey Feldman, which is... The first time I've ever said that. Um, uh, Donatello is played by a different guy this time. Yeah. I think the other three are all the same voice actors as before. But this time, so. it's Donatello's a little bit different, and I wasn't as into yeah. his voice. Also, Donatello sort of is... He sort of gets... I'm almost the starring role between him and Raph of... Of the main turtles, I think because the scientist is in this one. Right. But they didn't really define as well who Donatello was in this. So he does sort of hang out with the scientist a lot, and you get the impression. I knew because... Um, you bring the lore with you. <laughs> I bring the lore with me, of course, much like the Silmarillion. Um, but- Damon, put that down, please. <laughs> now, I just want to read a passage. Look, well, the seat's not high enough. Um, gives me a little boost. <laughs> uh, I um, 
I don't know. I feel like they could have differentiated his character a little bit better than I think Leonardo Leonardo takes a back seat in this one and he's not as um poindextery as usual. Yeah. Um but I also think he doesn't get as many lines aside from huh? Gr- grunts and uh, hi. Um he's terrible. Um <laughs> Raph does the exact same fucking thing he does in the the first movie, but Donatello Hello, felt like he was Raph, trying to. Said? They were trying to like make him Michelangelo while Michelangelo was being Michelangelo, yeah. And it was a little, uh, it was a bit much for me. I felt like the in the in the first movie, um, they kind of I don't know if they did it like like intentionally when they came to the movie or for it kind of developed as they were doing the movie with puppets or not puppets, but giant rubber suits. I'm guessing that they meant to do it, but they like Donatello and because Leonardo and Raphael are like the adults, they're always fighting and there's like this tussle over leadership. And then so Donatello and Michelangelo are like, they become buddies. You can tell like they're buddies and they're Mm kind of like, yeah, Donatello's the the brainy one. And Michelangelo's just like, you know, the fun time guy, but like they're the odd men out. They're like the middle siblings who are like, whatever, you guys figure this out. We're just going to have pork rinds over here. And I think they tried to like kind of recreate that dynamic and just failed. Basically it was just like, I don't get what we're doing here. It seems like two people are trying to goof off too Mm -hmm. much. Yeah, it felt like they're they sort of blended into the same character. Yeah, um, but one has a purple bandana. So did yeah, you catch that orange. Easter egg for the fans? Yeah. Some of the bandanas are different colors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just want to say there is a, you mentioned an anti-cop agenda. There's also mm-hmm. an anti-garbage man agenda in that yeah. they didn't notice that there was a human body in the trash. <laughs> like, come on, guys! Like that's New York, though. They've seen be, everything. They've seen everything. I see like three or four bodies in the trash. What's a big deal? The uh, only thing exceptional about this one is that it was alive and in one piece. I have a nominee for the <gasps> Catherine O'Hara and Memorial MVP award, which was so the Foot Clan recruiter. Did you catch him? He was wearing a little page boy yes. cap. Yeah. He kind of looked like he Stephen Wright or maybe like ACDC. a Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, he looked, <laughs> he looked straight out of an ACDC cover band. And he's like, oh, all right, you guys. And he pluralized everything. I couldn't get it. I think he even had a toothpick that he was holding in his mouth. It was, mwah, mwah. It was wonderful. It was, I loved it. Was, it. I'm like, what movie are you from, sir? It was definitely like that guy was the best actor in his community theater. <laughs> And he knocked it out of the park. I mean, I don't know what else you'd want from him. No, no notes. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Would visit again. Uh, let's go to the verdict. What do you say? No, no, no. I wait. We, I thought you had big things. You no, had big things. I, I lied. I don't have big oh, things. Oh, I've got one big thing I want to talk okay. about. Okay. Is it, is it that if you're going to say you made a funny, you might want to make a joke before you do oh, that? I even <laughs> remembered that being an actual joke. But it's just a reference to fucking Vanilla Ice again. You did not make another funny. You didn't make the first funny. <laughs> See, because all you said in the first movie was cowabunga, which like, is just a word. It's Because it's also the last line of the movie, he doesn't give you a chance to rebut him, which is, yeah. is offensive. It's, it's rude. Like, if you're going to make a statement like that... Just Split. the rule of forensics is that I get to take, uh, I get to, you've invoked my name. I have two yeah. minutes to respond. Hi. Hi. Splinter, <laughs> can I call you, Sensei, can I call you Splinter? Representative Splinter, I uh, just one question. <laughs> How okay. is that funny? Uh, <laughs> it's like if I just started using the lyrics to Downtown by Batula Clark and I said, I made a funny. I'm like, no, you made a reference. That's mm-hmm. the only, that's the difference. <laughs> it's a great song, though. 
Oh, uh, this is a little thing. Uh, the wolf looks terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. I mean, the, that's it. The, the snapping turtle's not great either. He's not great, but they, they had perfected their, their <laughs> humanoid turtle technology. They were like, got it. Just What's the thing spikes? from Who Dark cares? Crystal? It's, it looks like that. Skeksis. It does have a Skeksy vibe. Yeah. And yeah, even makes that sound that Skeksis make. Yeah. My big thing, though, with this is that it's... It felt like they knew they wanted to make a sequel, but didn't know what they wanted to do in a sequel. So it felt like a lot of the plot points, and this is not the first sequel to fall into this trap, but a lot of the plot points- But it's the last. (laughs) But I swear to God, it'll be the last. Um, A lot of the plot points are all the same. They make a new human friend, Raph gets pissy and leaves, gets trapped by the Foot Clan, they have to go rescue him, Um, their enemy is- shredder again um it all felt the same but it also i know i said that thing about their their bodysuits and the puppeteer the puppets looked better everything else i felt like looked worse the yeah. laboratory scene it was too much light oh it was so movie, bright movie it was so looked, dark it looked straight out of a high school theater production of i don't know flash gordon i don't know what high school theater is doing <laughs> these days Probably Definitely a weird version Gordon. of Oklahoma, a sci-fi version of Oklahoma, but it it's a modern terrible. take on Oklahoma. <laughs> it looked terrible. Like the Power Rangers, like set looks better than that yeah. laboratory looked. Like it was absolutely, it was so well lit. It was so bright. There were just like flashing tubes going every which way. Yeah, it was absolutely terrible. And then usually, what sequels do is they go, they may like go when we, t- we did Ghostbusters two. We talked about this where it. Sort of just did the same thing again, just bigger. Yeah. This one just did the same thing again, but at the exact same size. So it's like instead of the the foot soldiers being in a warehouse, they're in a junkyard. And instead yeah. of you know, they're in a laboratory. Now they're in they're in this sewer, they're in a slightly different sewer this time. Actually, the sewer was much better this time around. But otherwise, it just looked it was just exactly the same level of effort, um, but with these talk and Razor characters thrown in. Well, and then because because they in an effort to make it less violent, they also like removed the stakes because like yeah. like Raphael is like rendered unconscious and like they think he might die. Like we we all assume yeah. that he's not going to die, and even in the course of that movie. But like there's like more stakes. Uh, April's apartment and her dad's store is burned oh, yeah. down. Um, you know, like a splinter is kidnapped. Um, they and held hostage and is like sad. Yeah, we hear the story, and you know, there's um, April's boss's son. Like his, you know, he gets mixed up in the foot. Kind of, like, I can understand. You're really why they- selling me the original <laughs> movie. Suddenly, I don't even remember what our verdict was, but all of a sudden, I'm like, that's a fucking masterpiece. Well, they, and they they kind of like I can understand being like, okay, this was we got some complaints. It was a little, especially with the cartoon being out. You know, like that's a little bit. Maybe we need to make it more you know, like family friendly and less dark. I, I kind of understand that. I may disagree with it as, and like as a storytelling element, but at the same time, like there's a way to do that without sort of making it all stupid. I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Ninja Turtles, and I say this as a fan, and I think I said this during our our first. I said this said this say this as a fan when I was a kid. I am not still yeah. following the Ninja Turtles uh, like the Grateful Dead. You don't need Dead. to explain yourself um, to us. <laughs> but 
they are stupid. I mean, they are, I mean, that's part of their fun is that they are very stupid. When it started um, as like a parody of superhero teams right. and then it was like, oh, this is actually a thing and we're enjoying this. So they just kept going. I would hardly re- say that the first movie is really gritty, but it does like feel, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The stakes are completely removed. Like problems that are rip- like Raphael is rescued and it's fine. Like they escape right. into the sewers and that's it. Like nothing actually comes of it. Uh, Taka and Razor are stronger than the turtles, but also like so stupid that they hardly feel like a threat. They feel like more comic relief in a movie that already has enough comic relief. No more comic relief, please. We're all good here. I don't feel relieved by this comedy. <laughs> I feel put out by this comedy. <laughs> if anything, I could use some violence relief. Do you have any of that? <laughs> yeah, I just felt like uh, a piece of shit. <laughs> okay, well, we're, now we're getting into oh, yeah, verdict sorry. territory. Let's go to the verdict. <laughs> Damon, uh, just, I mean, just shot in the dark. What is your verdict? I know I said piece of shit, and I would like to retract that. Um, that was mere seconds ago that you said. <laughs> I've had time to think. Um, I've I'd like also to written this out on a notes app uh, that I'll take a screenshot of <laughs> and put it on my, my Instagram. I'd like to apologize to Chris Rock. Um <laughs> And also Corey Feldman, who I also said terrible things about, <laughs> or implied. Um, this movie is not absolutely terrible, I don't think, but it is not a good movie, um, Your Honor. <laughs> no, this is um, this is an awkward movie to watch. It's a big oof from me, dog. Um <laughs> Your inner child is an idiot. This is not a good movie. I think I enjoyed the first Michael Bay one more than this thing. And I'm not going to watch them travel through time. I swear to God, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it? Maybe I will. But I won't like it. And so um, Jonathan Day, one of our patrons who requested (laughs) that we go back to the turtles, I just want to warn him, I'm not going turtles in time. Maybe I will, but, but I'm not. But we probably will. <laughs> but we probably will. Maybe in six years' time. What if I let you uh, say whatever you want about it after watching it? Don't I do that anyway? <laughs> um, You're right. I shouldn't show the restraint I've shown in this episode. I absolutely loved this movie when I was a kid. Like, memorized lines, watched it over and over. Uh I'm sure I don't remember acting out scenes, but I'm sure I did. There was less to identify with in terms of, you know, like I I remember discussing this when we watched the first movie, you know, I identified with Raphael because I have like a temper and, you know, but I've grown into a Leonardo because I'm a a nerd who likes to keep people from having fun with my rules. Um, But You either stay a Raph or you get old enough to realize you're a Leonardo, (laughs) as the saying goes. He is probably... The one who votes Republican of this, of this foursome. Um, they, oh I no! Did like, it's actually in today's Republican Party. It's totally Michelangelo. He wants no responsibilities. He does not want to be called out on his bad behavior. He's totally a Republican. Leonardo, queer coded, probably votes liberal, but secretly wants to vote Republican, but can't like, bring himself to do it. 
they're all like they they have to they can't use the weapons because it's too violent. They all have tiki torches. <laughs> um, so I okay, I, I did like that they they acted like teenagers. Um, they were you know goofy and fun, and I liked their relationship with April. She's like kind of put upon like like you would be if you had four teenagers and their sensei at your apartment. Um, but they have a good relationship. It's not we it's not that weird. Like sometimes, you know, Michelangelo made like a kissy face or whatever, but he there was even less of that in this movie than in the first one. And even then it was like it was definitely more like it was like teenagers messing around. Like Right. Um, it's it's playfully flirty, not creepily flirty. It, it doesn't for me it didn't like cross that line. And like the worst the worst kind of misogyny in this movie was from Kino in the beginning of the movie when he like says that shitty thing to the to the girl. What was there another one I missed? I just wanted to say one thing about Kino. Could he be completely removed from this movie with yeah. losing little? Yeah. Well, I think they wanted to they wanted to like reward Ernie Reyes Jr. for like his work. They're like, we liked working with him so much. We want to find a way to work him in this. And it was like I, All he does is sort of run around and yeah. he seemed like he's going to be like awkward pauses in between takes. He does it's, help at the end because he's the one that runs up and kicks the ooze out of Shredder's hand. Yeah, so so he does kind of deliver an important blow, I guess. But I don't know. It's not like he served a lot of a big narrative purpose because you could. It seems like every time he is involved in the plot, he sort of not he not that he bungles it up, but what he's doing sort of amounts to nothing. Like the foot, right? Like he gets he tries to infiltrate the Foot Clan and blows his cover almost immediately, and Raph gets kidnapped and he escapes narrowly. Yeah, right. It just feels uh, very uh, haphazard in terms of scripting. Yeah, yeah. I think I liked. Some of the like fight scenes are kind of fun. Like the, I don't know. I want. I wanted to have more fun in the vanilla ice scene than I was because it's. I I think I remember enjoying some of those like fun fight scenes from the first movie. Were a the bit fight more. scenes that good? I felt like they were actually worse. I thought. And no, I don't they, even usually note like fight scenes quality. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, terrible. they were. They were worse. They were way worse. And uh, what I was saying was, um, I I was trying to like. Oh. My apologies. To enjoy them, but I, w- I wasn't feeling it. And in actuality, like, I, I was trying to, in my head, find a reason not to absolutely hate this because it fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> it's really bad. And, like, all the attempts at humor, almost all of them are more, like, like you make the cringe face rather than the, like, actual laugh. <laughs> and, and they all felt like placeholders. And then the guy who was supposed to come in and punch up the script, like, got the flu that week. And they <laughs> yeah. just had to, like, get it done. We got to get it out. Carrie Fisher was supposed to come in here and just punch this up with a bunch of, like, zingers. And she she just can't. So we're just going to go ahead and film with what we got. I think in 1990 or whenever the first movie came out, they they were like, there's no way you can make a movie with this. Mm-hmm. It's too crazy. And then they kind of did. I'm not saying that movie's perfect. You have a whole episode where we talk about it. But, but, and then if this had movie had come out first, it would have been like, okay. You can't. You can't. Uh, but I don't know. And then I, it's just, this is bad. Your inner child is an idiot. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. It hurts me so much to say that because I loved this so much as a kid. But, you know, it's a bad movie. Don't watch it. I think maybe watch the first one. Yeah. Or watch this one. Do whatever you want. Don't listen to us. What do you think no, everybody's no going to die if you watch this one? 
<laughs> what do you think, everybody? Your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can uh, leave us a voicemail or a text us at 615-576-0525. We want to thank our patrons for supporting the show, including... Including the man who uh, requested uh, that we go back to the Ninja Turtles, TMNT himself, as as I always call him, uh, <laughs> Jonathan Day. Thank what you. A, that, was a, that must have been a, a horrific uh, nickname in high school. <laughs> Well, he wore all four bandanas at once, so we couldn't call him. We couldn't call him one of the four. We had right. to call him TMNT, the collective group. Yeah. Uh, we also like to thank Captain Jean Luc Picard, Lindsay Nell, the Hands of Fate, uh, Dan McIntyre. Jackson has an unhealthy obsession with Damon. It's even it's more uncomfortable when you are saying it rather than me. What if I? Because what it if seems I like ASMR you're a therapist Jackson. telling Jackson is having an unhealthy obsession with me. I'll whisper it. That'll make it better. Jackson has an unhealthy obsession with Damon. No, I didn't like that. And it didn't succeed as ASMR either. <laughs> uh, the elusive fan Gromkin. Shit on the cartoon. <laughs> Josh Frigo. Dramatically placed hot dog. Travis Vance. His honor, the mayor. The supreme ruler of this podcast. Beth Sermont. David Mort. Just cuz. <laughs> Scalphosaurus. Dr. Uh, Malcolm's uh, Good save. He- heaving uh, a bosom. Particle Man. Demon's Australian accent. T. Smith I pulled a tendon in my neck. Yeah, you want to be that. careful. That's the, you should have you should have worked out beforehand just by Karen. grimacing over and over again. Karen Curd, the Zesty, Jeremy Powellin, Larissa Maestro, and Heather Tuggle. Thank you all very, Thank very, you. very much. If you want to support Thank the show you. like them, patreoncom slash your child's an idiot. And uh, let's see what else. Um, what uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you were a teenager, if you were a mutant, if you yeah. were a ninja, uh-huh. and you were a turtle, and had a taste for an Italian flatbread, yeah. what would be your Renaissance painter name? Mine? Andy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember Andy. No, he did... Uh, he did um, soup cans. Soup cans. And the Renaissance. Grandma Moses? No, that's a Tiny Toon Adventures joke. <laughs> Never mind. I would be Caravaggio, I, I think. But he also did uh, soup cans, which is weird. I'd be I'd be either Monet or Mane, and I would change it based on whatever you said. Because <laughs> I'd be the other one I'd want to correct.